Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Money and me on your money, only on Money FM 89.3. We're all about your money. I'm Michelle Martin. Finder is a financial comparison site, and their latest piece of research surveyed about a thousand Singapore adults. And the saving statistics of 2023 don't look all that promising, I have to say. A quarter of the adult population here say they are unprepared for financial misadventure. An estimated 1.27 million people here. Or about 25% of the population say they can live off their savings for just a month or less. 8% say they could only get by for a max of two weeks. So who would be most at risk if we think of uh, savings to support themselves in Singapore over a period of time? Which age group? Chew on that. We're going to find out with Angus Kidman. He's editor-at-large at Finder. Good morning, Angus. Good morning, Michelle. Great to speak with you. Now, share with us some of the key findings of this piece of research that really jumped out at you. Well, I really was surprised by what a high proportion of Singaporeans are not in a position where they could safely, you know, lose their job or suffer through some unexpected event. Only I think fifteen percent of people said they had enough savings to survive for six months or more. And we often say that six months is a good goal to have for your emergency savings fund, so that you'd have time to recover if something happens. And the fact that eight percent of those people, like say, they've got less than two weeks worth of money in the bank, so if something happened, they'd be in real trouble. That really jumped out at me because. I had expected that those figures would be a little bit higher. Right. I mean, don't we have a reputation as being a population that takes savings seriously? Also, 25% of the population say they're unprepared for financial misadventure. How big a concern is this? It's a really big concern because, as you say, I think Singapore has that reputation for being ready and, you know, being prepared for this kind of thing. But in fact, these these proportions are kind of similar to the figures we've seen in other markets like Australia, where there's a similar kind of issue going on there. So it's a real worry because it's not much of a safety net to have if anything goes wrong. Indeed. Now, your research found that more women are in a vulnerable position than men are. Almost a third of women say they could get by for just a month or less. This compared to one in five men. Why do you think so many women uh, find themselves in this vulnerable position? So I think a big factor in women being more vulnerable is the fact that the, the gender pay gap is mm. still very real. Like official statistics in Singapore show that you know that women t- tend to earn fourteen percent less than men. And while on global standards that's actually pretty good, that gap is much larger in some other markets. It still really mounts up over time. If you're earning fourteen percent less then that is going to mean you've got less money to save, less capacity to build up those savings. And often that's compounded by the fact that women still more typically will take a career bait. If they stop to have children, there's a period there where they're probably not earning, and then it can be hard to build those reserves back up. So it's not surprising in a way that we see that gap, but it's still something that, yeah, ideally that wouldn't be the case. Ideally, everyone would be in a position to save money so they could be prepared for any kind of financial emergency. Do we know some of the reasons why Singaporeans say they're struggling to save, to have that emergency safety net uh, to support themselves beyond, say, two weeks? Uh, So 
We didn't specifically ask the question, but it seems very evident that in a period of rising inflation, it's just harder to keep up with those everyday costs. So actually just paying your regular bills, keeping up with your rent, keeping up with your utilities, that can stuff up the money for a lot of people. And on top of this, of course, yeah, we are still feeling those economic effects from the pandemic, where a lot of people found their employment disrupted, perhaps had to dip into their savings during that time mm. and haven't yet had the chance to build that up because of inflationary pressure. So I think all of those things contribute to making it a tougher time to save than it would have been if we'd sort of asked this question five years ago, I think. Now, what we do on the show is we try to help people out when it comes to their money. And we know that saving for a rainy day is the first step towards financial freedom, building that habit of saving. Uh, it's not necessarily an easy one to start off with. So help us out. While six months of a safety net is a good gauge, what do you think we should consider in today's context when deciding uh, for, to build that safety net to tide us through the unforeseen times? Yeah, I think, I, six months is definitely a good goal, but it can seem like a stretch. And I think the most important thing with savings is the habit. It has to be something that you are doing all the time, that you've planned for, not just going, oh, I hope I've got a little bit to put aside. It's almost the first thing you should be thinking, right, I'm going to put this aside. It's going to go into my savings account. And maybe that's only a small amount. Maybe if you are facing a lot of other cost pressures, it's not a lot, but building that habit I think is really the key to getting that going and perhaps having a broader goal in there too. Like it's great to have an emergency fund, but if you're also thinking, okay, long term, I'd like to build that up and then have some in there that I can perhaps use for an investment, that I can perhaps use to get my own property. Those goals are more inspiring than just going, oh, I'm preparing for a rainy day. So setting that goal, I think, is having something like that in mind gives you that incentive to build that habit. And what do you think about, you know, being able to save in a situation where, as you mentioned, there is this rising cost of living pressures, everyday food going up, petrol prices rising, rising inflation. So what are some unique ways that one can think about um, putting in place from today to help build up that savings account? Well, I'm a really big fan of automation in this way. Rather than just thinking mm. I'm going to say, set it up so that the minute your salary goes into your bank account, there's a certain amount that automatically gets moved into that savings account. Don't give yourself the chance to be tempted to splurge or to spend that on something else. I think if you can automate, which is very easy these days with online banking and apps, it's very straightforward to have that happen. So I think if you remove the temptation to perhaps spend that money on something else and just have it go straight into that savings account, then you're going to be in a better position. And not having it just sitting in the account you use every day means you're not tempted to use it. So it's always good to have that barrier in place, I think. Yeah, just move it out there. Make it a habit. Pay yourself first. Um, I, I wonder, uh, financial comparison sites, find out how can that help us save? Well, really, comparison, I think, is the key to getting the best result from this because yeah, savings account rates in Singapore actually vary really widely. A lot of accounts are only paying about 2.5% per annum, but if you shop around, you can find accounts that pay 5% or more. So I think it's really important to do that comparison and not be lazy and just think, oh, well, this is the bank I've always been with. That would be good enough. It's really important to spend a little bit of time and go, okay, can I get a better interest rate out here? Because over time, you know, it's one of the fundamental of economics, yeah, compound interest is going to make a difference. The higher the rate and the more often you're saving, the more you're going to have in the long run. Right. So you're going to be putting your money away somewhere, presumably not under your pillow. So you might as well get the highest interest rates out there for it. All right. Um, any other words of advice on managing our finances, particularly in this current economic climate? And how are we doing compared to the rest of the world, Angus? 
compared to the rest of the world, it's actually pretty similar. We saw a very similar rate of people in Australia who had that same problem, who were kind of looking at that. The interest rates in Singapore are actually a little bit higher than we're seeing in other markets, and we have seen them go up. So, yeah, there's room to grow. Yeah, there's room to grow there, but ultimately it comes down to set the savings, set the budget. And the other one I always tell people, because people always forget this, is have a look at your subscriptions. The chances mm. are you're playing for Netflix and a bunch of other things, and there's only so many hours in the day, so don't pay for multiple versions of those. Work out what you really want. There's some easy savings to be had there if you're trying to find a few areas to trim. Absolutely. Drop a couple of those subscriptions. Well, thank you, Angus, for joining us this morning. Angus Kidman is editor-at-large at financial comparison site Finder. This is Money and Me. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.